Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. What a dramatic story we have in Mark chapter 5. Jesus raises a little girl from death. And how do the readings for today set up this miracle? The first reading is from the Book of Wisdom. You probably have heard it at some funerals. The main theme here is, he fashioned all things that they might have been. He doesn't rejoice in the destruction of the living. And there will be justice that death will not have victory. Then, in the psalm for today, which is Psalm 30, I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. And we have the famous verse that God changes mourning into dancing. Then we continue reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, where Paul exhorts us to excel in every aspect of our faith and our knowledge and points that Jesus' gracious act is that he, having everything, becomes poor so that we may be rich. That there is an exchange in Jesus' generosity becoming one of us. All of these sets up the stage for Jesus crossing in the boat to the other side, which is the setting of this story, with a large crowd around him, which means there will be an audience to this miracle, and he is staying close to the sea when one of the synagogue officials, he's named Jairus, which means he would have had standing in the crowd, he would have been an important person in the temple, he's coming to Jesus, an itinerant carpenter, and he falls at his feet with pleading. This means he's desperate. That's the emotion for today. He's desperate for action. And he utters that his daughter is at the point of death and wants him to come lay his hand. So he knows Jesus is a healer. He knows that he has the power to make her come alive and out of sickness. But she's not yet dead when he comes there. So Jesus gives him hope. They walk together. They go, they go away together with a large crowd we've seen in the setting. And all of a sudden, we have another story that Mark tells us. A very beautiful story. I love this one where a woman afflicted with hemorrhaging for 12 years and having suffered a lot and tried lots of things, so similar to Jairus, feeling desperate, she knows that in her own heart that if she touches Jesus, she would be healed. So both of them know that Jesus is a healer and they trust in his power and they both have reached a place of great desperation. Both of them have heard about Jesus and they are wanting him to show his power for their life. For one is coming to my house, for the other one is I will touch him. This is encouraging for all of us if we're in a place of desperation if we are in a situation where we know we cannot do it out of our own power, 
Perhaps it's in your marriage. You feel a sense of desperation because something needs to change. Something is dying or dead. Something is completely out of alignment and you know that you cannot do it alone. Perhaps it's in your job. You're looking for a job. I know I'm in that category, looking for financial provision to make sure that we can address the issues that we have to address in the next week. God is going to show majestically because we have some very big needs. Perhaps it is in your health, like for these two individuals, where there is something going on that you know God's touch is needed. Like some of my friends who are dealing with some serious cancer situations and we're praying with them and for them. Whatever it is that causes you to have a sense of desperation, today's stories really give us hope. But let's watch how they unfold. Because if you are the first person and you know that your daughter is at the point of death, that's a priority that should take over. So why does Jesus come to this other need, we can ask ourselves, why does God delay? Have you asked yourself that? I know in the last couple of years, as I've waited for my next assignment in my family, has struggled because of this waiting period. I have asked, why does God delay? Perhaps you can ask that for yourself again, if it's in a health situation or in a marriage situation or a professional or a financial or a familial situation. Why does God delay? The answer always comes. I know that for myself, God has guided me in kind of a purification path internally, has realigned almost like a clockmaker internal pieces of my heart that he wants to have ready when he comes to deliver what he has promised. If Jesus is walking with Jairus, he is going to deliver. If Jesus is walking with you to attend to your marriage, he's going to deliver. If he is going to deliver, it, no, it will not be in our time. And then in other situations where we do not have the outcome that we expected, we have the question, why Lord? So we can relate to Jairus potentially wondering about this as this woman comes there waiting for her own deliverance. The dramatic story continues because he heals the woman, power goes out of him, which is kind of the initial fireworks for the fireworks that are coming right after when he raises the little girl. Because when they arrive near Jairus' house, the, mourn the mourners are already there. The girl has died. And Jesus then utters, she is asleep. Which connects us back to the first reading of the Book of Wisdom, chapter 1. That God formed man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature he made. By the envy of the devil, death entered the world. They who belong to his company experience it. Since Jesus doesn't belong to that company, he doesn't experience death as death, but as sleep. And again, a delay that is building something up in Jairus. He continues silently, expectantly awaiting Jesus' delivery. Are you waiting for this deliverance with the same expectant behavior? 
of trust that, Je- that Jesus will deliver like Jairus believed. Jesus just tells the woman before with a hemorrhaging that her faith has saved her. And now, encountering all these wailing people that are weeping, he says, why this commotion and weeping? Right? It's almost as if he's saying, I am the Lord of all life. So I declare this little girl is not dead. And the response of the people is to ridicule him and to put him out. But he approaches the little girl and we hear one of the three Aramaic expressions we have in the Bible. Since we know the Bible is written in Greek, we have Talita Kum, a very endearing way of saying little girl, arise. And she arises immediately walking around the architect of life the giver of life has made an order that this little girl was not dead and now she should be given something to eat so if you're waiting for a passage from death to life in your own life in some dire situation where desperation is the feeling and you're wondering why God is delaying. Know that he is expecting our faith to increase, our trust to grow, and that there will be something delivered in God's way, in God's time, in God's plan, not how we expect it, but how he wants to deliver it. So we go to the throne to say, Father Almighty, We give you thanks. We praise you because our Savior Jesus Christ destroyed death and brought life to light through the gospel as we read in 2 Timothy. May this destruction of death give us hope. May we trust in your Son that he is doing something majestic in our life, even when there are great delays and perhaps in in a more dramatic way when there are delays. Because when there is an audience, when others are watching our life, when others are watching our waiting, Father, you will show up even more majestically your power. And I know that this week for my own life, Father, you are going to deliver a miracle because you are a God of signs, miracles, and wonders. And with Psalm 30, I say, I praise you, Lord, for you rescue us, for you are the Lord of life. And I fall with a woman before your feet, and I fall with Jairus, Father, before your feet in trembling and wonder, knowing that you are the healer of all, extending my hand to touch your cloak, bringing you to my home where you will say, to me, to anyone that is listening, Father, you have those words. Arise. And we give you thanks, Father, for your great glory, covering ourselves, all of our loved ones, our possessions, our dreams, our bank accounts, our health, our relationships, our jobs, in the most precious blood of Jesus Christ. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible, 
and we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.